Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're in this place, Jesus. Jesus, so good. Just love space in His Spirit. Awesome. Well, why don't you just stay standing quickly because I get the privilege to introduce our speaker today. Pastor Alex Lee is the youth pastor of all, youth and young adults pastor of all the C3 Sydney locations, um, which uh, was about 13, is 11 or 13? 11 locations in, in throughout Sydney, which is incredible. And uh, him and his wife, Jessen, are incredible couple. Uh, and uh, I like to, when I see Alex Lee on stage, he channels a lot of the anointing of Pastor Phil. He's got the chill vibe, but the chill vibe is backed by a power side. He knows Jesus. He knows the Holy Spirit. He's not afraid to go there. He prophesies. He just speaks healing like... He was sharing testimonies, which you might today, about incredible healings they've been seeing in their youth ministry. I have so much confidence that what we're going to hear in the next half hour is world-class. He's a world-class preacher, world-class man of the Spirit, and it's my privilege to welcome Pastor Alex Lee. Why don't we put our hands together? So good. Well, what a privilege. What an honour to be here. Thank you for having me. And can you give it up for your pastors, Pastor Bruce, Pastor Julie. We love you. And um, something that's really important, I'll just keep you standing just for a couple more moments. But something that's really important to always remember is um, when you're in something that's great, uh, you can kind of get familiar with, with, because it's normal. I mean, this is normal. But actually, it's not normal. It's normal for you, but it's not normal. And we, we are blessed with people who've prayed, gone before us, paid sacrifice, especially as young, a young men and as teenagers, if you're a teenager in here, remember that you're standing on the shoulders of giants and we are blessed and we're grateful. And we know that you've, you've done paid price that we don't even see. And we just want to say thank you. We honour you. And I do believe, come on. Yeah, we love you guys. We do. And greetings from Pastor Phil and Pastor Chris. And uh, we, we're so excited. I do feel like there is a shift for your church. And I think it's actually something that God is doing across uh, C3, across the nation, across the church. I do believe that if you were to look into heaven, uh, which would be nice if you could do that. But if you could, I think you'd see clouds. I think you'd see the formation of rain because I believe that it's about to rain. I think if heaven's forecast was here this morning, it'd say thunderstorms are coming because we don't need just a good message. We don't need just entertaining moments in God's house. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need a move of God. We don't need people just to know about God. We need people to know God. God is meant to be known, not an ideal, not a concept, not another religious thing that we think about on a Sunday and we consider. No, no, we're called to experience God. 
We're called to carry the presence of God. And so I'd love just to spend a couple more moments in God's presence. And in moments like this, you kind of, you've got options, you know? Who likes options? Who doesn't like options? Yeah, I hate options. Just tell me what to do. But in in a moment like this, it'd be really easy. Like you can be in it, but not kind of receiving what's happening. Uh, you can be like a rock, right? Uh, can be in water, but not actually soak up what it's in. A sponge, however, if you were to put it in the same environment in that water, it soaks up what it's immersed in. And I pray that we would be like a sponge whenever we're in God's presence, not a rock, not in it, but watching, but soaking. Be like a sponge whenever God turns up, whenever you come to the house of God, come expecting that God is going to do something in your life. Friday night, I felt like someone, I felt like God, not someone, God say to me that there's someone in the room and God wants to heal your hip, which I just put it out there. And at the end of the service, young girl came up to me and said, you know, he said somebody with a right hip issue. I've had pain in my right hip for quite a while and it's completely gone. <laughs> and I, I tell you that because like I'm sure Jesus is nice, you know, right? He's a nice guy. I think if, if he was here, he'd be a nice guy. He'd be like, wow, Jesus, you're nice. However, if he's just nice, I quit, you know. Like I went to the physio the other day and and um, I'm sorry to keep you standing. I am going somewhere. The physio said to me, you know, what do you do? And I said, I'm a pastor. And she goes, oh, that is so nice. And I vomited in my mouth. Because whenever Jesus turned up, you read the Gospels, whenever he turned up, blind eyes were opened, dead people raised. Jesus has power. Jesus is dangerous. People were talking about Him. The religious people were upset about Jesus. Crowds would gather. This is not meant to be just nice. This is powerful. This will change your life. This will change your family. This gospel will change the world. So come on, let's open. Let's sing this again. And let's start to just receive what God wants to do here today. God, we thank You that your name is above every name. Lord Jesus, you have authority. And we just take authority right now over cancer in Jesus' name. If if that has affected your family at all or you personally, I know this is bold, but can you just raise your hands? Let's pray. In Jesus' name, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the power of God healing cancer. We bind cancer of every family of every individual in Jesus' Name. We bind your power. We take authority over you. Cancer in the brain, cancer in the blood. We thank cancer in the bone. We thank you in Jesus' Name. We take authority over you. Healing power of Jesus Christ enters everybody, sets them free. In Jesus' Name, we bind the enemy. We bind you off. Cancer, you are under the feet of Jesus. You are under our feet and we stamp you out and we stand above you. You will not take us out. You will not. You will not steal. You will not kill. You will not destroy. 
in Jesus' name. Healing, 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 healing power. Here it is, here it is. Here's the healing power of God. Oh, Jesus. Healing, 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 healing. If you're sick at all, reach out to God. Reach out, healing right now. Healing, healing, mental health, mental health, healing. Jesus' name. Turn to the right people, but turn to God in the face of depression. Get support, but turn to Jesus. In the face of anxiety, get the right support, but turn to Jesus. And we thank you. Every chain is broken off every mind. Darkness leaves. Fear dissipates. In Jesus' name, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. So we thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. Jesus' name. You know, if you're um, here for your first time to church, we just want to welcome you and say, you're so welcome here. And you don't even have to believe what we believe to belong. But we, we kind of do believe that God is very real and that He's here. He's not this distant guy in a far-off land just telling us what to do. We do believe that He's here and He wants to speak to you and bring healing and set you free. So God, we just thank You for Your doing. You know, as I was praying this morning and thinking of your church and what God's doing in this year of shift, I feel like I feel like where there's been a lid, where there's been a lid, it's been really good what God is doing, but where it's felt like there's a lid, I saw a, a hand just rip the lid off. And things that have felt hard are going to become easy. It's going to be a new normal. Where, where you've had to push, I feel like God's going to rip the lid off some things, some ceilings, some barriers. And God wants to do a new thing in C3 Adelaide Hills in Jesus' name. Do you believe it this morning? Come on, you're amazing. Why don't you give God a hand just because we can? We love you. Why don't you high five three people? Sit down. I have a, a message, a short message. And we'll just, we'll just see what happens. So I'm going to preach this quick. We're looking at... Um, Shift my why in March. Thank you very much. We're going to look at shift my why. And um, I want to share a, a quick message that I believe is uh, important in understanding and, and moving into this month. And that is that, um, that your why is to do with your motivation. And motivation lives in the heart. And uh, there's, there's this great scripture in 1 Samuel, 
chapter 16, verse 7, says this. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that's what I want to talk about this morning really quickly. God, we just thank you for what you're doing here. And we thank you, God. Speak to us. Shift our why. In Jesus' name. They all said, amen. amen. Can you thank the band? They're gone. Okay, very good. It's fine. You know, just go. It's fine. But thank, thank Emily. We love you, Emily. You're the best. <laughs> you know, I've, uh, I, I am married. Jessen, my wife, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's a quality timer. Um, any quality time people? Okay. You know, just a couple. Is there everybody else just words of affirmation? You know, you're all amazing. I love you all, you know. I'm that. I'm, I'm like, you know, words of affirmation and, you know, pat on the back and I'm good. <laughs> Just tell me I'm awesome, slap me on the head and we're good. I'll be fine for, for weeks, you know. But quality time, you need, you, you got to take time. Now, the thing about it is not just time, Pastor Bruce. It's quality time. So I'm good shoulder to shoulder. We'll just hang out. We'll go do stuff. But my wife wants quality time. She wants me to look her in the eyes and give her all my attention. And uh, when you have undiagnosed ADD, that's hard. <laughs> but she is the best. She, she's a, a, a quality timer, a QT. Um, she is a QT. So lame. Sorry. It's really it's terrible. Wow. The greatest, um, yeah, be quiet. The greatest prayer you could pray, I've found, is not Lord give me, but Lord make me. And there's something about shifting into a zone where I'm not just saying, God, give me, give me, but I'm saying, God, make me. And I think this is what this is about, that God actually wants to make you. And he will shift things at a deeper level to make you. He won't deal with just the shallow things or the surface level things. Whenever you pray that prayer, um, like, be careful because <laughs> he will come along and start making you. <laughs> he will get involved. But he's going to start to deal with the deeper stuff, the stuff under the surface, the heart stuff. Uh, God, God wants to deal with the heart of the matter because if he can get to the heart of it, he can actually start to shift things in your life. Really, what's going on in your heart is actually dictating what's happening in your life. The state of your heart will actually be the read on the state of your life. So you can look all good, but have bitterness, resentment, hurt, offense. And you can, I mean, you can come to church. We're quite good at this. You know, we, we come to church, we're like, hi, you know, how are you? So good. <laughs> I'm amazing. But, but the heart can be hurting, and that's okay. But God does want to get, get to that place in our lives. He does. He does. I've, I've found that. God wants you to be great. 
He does. He, he has a great plan for your life, and, and he, wants, he wants you to be great. He does. He, 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 is, he is not intimidated by greatness. In fact, if you hang around Jesus long enough, he'll make you a lot better than you really are. <laughs> he'll make you great. You'll start doing things you never thought you could do. You'll start stepping out and seeing impossible things just because you've been hanging out with Jesus. He'll make you great. But, but God, he wants to get into the deeper part of our life. And to do that, he puts us in process. Everyone say process. Oh, come on. I hate process. <laughs> I want end product. And I want it now. But God has this way of when he's developing you and he's doing something deeper, he puts you in a process. And um, it can be very dangerous in the world we live in that we are watching everybody else's story, scrolling through everybody else's story, that we're missing our own. That we're distracted with, with everybody else's end product. And let me just tell you something. You ready? Instagram is not real. <laughs> Anybody can put highlights. It's a, it's a highlights reel. And so what we do is we, we see end product, right, on Instagram. Wow, don't they look Isn't their family just perfectly in order? You know, they're all smiling. Their kids are perfect. Everything's perfect. So we see this end product, but then we come to our process and we compare our process to their end product. But it's not like for like. I mean, you look at anybody. Look at, look at Pastor Phil. You know, the question is like, I mean, sometimes for, for, for young guys, it can be like, oh, I want to be like Pastor Phil. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to be like that. And they see the end product and they say, I want that. I want that influence and that power. I want all, I want all that. And they see the end product, but they don't realize the process. So the question is not, do you want his end product? The question is, do you want his process? <laughs> do you want the process of the people you're looking up to? Do you want the process of the end product? And that's what God will do. God will say, oh, that's awesome. Great, great, dream big. However, now I'm going to put you in the process required for that end product. Because vision's easy, man. Vision is romantic. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You know, you see a vision. Oh, yes, Lord. You know, you just, yes, please. And then he puts you in the process and you're like, no. What are you doing? God, you know. This is not what I asked for. Well, actually, it is what you asked for. Because God's got to put you in a process. And the, the issue with the process is it's always done in darkness. <laughs> it's always hidden. It's always the secret place. It's the hidden place. David was anointed to be king at 15 years old. But he was appointed as king at 30 years old. He had a 15-year process where God was developing him behind the scenes, put him through some trials. And, and that's kind of what it feels like. End products are romantic, but process is messy. It doesn't feel like the end product, right? 
Come on, are you with me? It doesn't feel like that. The end product doesn't feel like the process. I mean, my wife, she's, she's Italian and she's an incredible cook. She just cooks the best pasta ever. But early in our marriage, I noticed that um, she would bring out these amazing meals, right? Like the just so good. But the better the meal was, I'd go in the kitchen and I, I mean, I'd walk in and I'm like, How did you get pasta sauce on the ceiling? I mean, what were you doing? Just, whoa! You know, there is mess all over the kitchen. But, but I found there was a connection. The messier the kitchen, the better the meal. And that's what it's like with God. Sometimes the messier the process, the better the end product. And so if God's, come on, if God's got you in a process, don't worry. Don't sweat it. If it feels messy, guess what? Me too. <laughs> My process feels messy. Always has, probably always will. But God seems to keep turning up and making something out of me that I never thought I could be, doing something through me that I never thought could happen through my life because I just keep staying in the process. My wife, she's also a photographer. Any photographers? Really, everybody should put their hand up because of social media these days. And some of you think you are and you should put your hand down because <laughs> we love your selfies. But anyway, so she, she's like, like, you know, a real photographer, right? So she, she has like an actual camera, you know, and, and she, she develops photos. So she'll take a photo and then get the film and put the film in what's called a dark room. <laughs> so she takes the film, she puts it in the dark room, and then in the dark room, I've never done this, but she was explaining to me <laughs> that you put the, the film through three chemical washers. Not one, not two, three. Got to go through all three. You cannot expose the film to the light until it's been through the full process. It's got to go through every wash and it's got to be hidden. It's got to be in the dark. The reason is you've got to get the light in the film before you put light on the film. So God's got to put some things in you before he puts that light on you. He, he's got to develop some things under the surface. He might have to shift a few things going on the inside. He might have to shift that why a little. He might need to deal with some stuff that's hidden, not because he doesn't like you, but because he loves you and he's got a plan for your life. The other day I went into our office and there was um, a mom and she's there with her daughter, um, Stacy LaGreca. She's there with Briley. And I walk in, I say, hi, Stacy. And Briley is just having a, a temper tantrum, you know, just losing her mind <laughs> and I said Stacy what is going on how do you handle this and she said this thing that literally has stuck with me ever since that day you know three days ago and I'm joking it was ages ago she said if I give her what she wants I can't give her what she needs so I've got to withhold what she wants so I can give her what she needs she wants chocolate but that's not what she needs. She needs something better. She needs a bit of discipline. <laughs> she needs a no. Because I care more about her character long term 
than I do giving her what she wants short term. And that's exactly like God. God loves you so much, he'll withhold what you want now so he can give you something better for here and now that'll set you up for a greater future. So God's got to put you in a process. Everyone say process. He won't fast track it. He won't. He, he won't skip it. He won't, he won't get you out of there too quick because he's not in the, the business of making fakes. He's in the business of making the real deal. You ever bought a Bali Rolex? <laughs> you rock up and you say, hey, I want a, a Rolex. And they say, no worries. And you barter and you get it. And as you're talking, they are making it out the back. And then they bring it forward and you take the, the Rolex watch and, you know, everyone's like, oh, hello. You know, and you're walking around, hi, guys. <laughs> Have you seen my new Rolex? And in a week, it breaks. You go to a real Rolex shop and you say, yeah, I'd, I'd like a Rolex. The man says, no worries. This is the price. And you say, oh, no. <laughs> They are not making it out the back as you're talking. It's been made a long time ago with a lot of care and probably at a high price. But when you take that watch and you leave that shop, you've got high quality. You, you've got something that's going to last. You've got something that's strong, that's durable. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to shape us. So He, he won't fast track that deeper process because he's not in the business of making fakes. So David is standing there and he's talking to this guy called Samuel, who's a prophet. And Samuel is trying to find who's going to be the next king. And David has lots of brothers. And they all look a lot more likely to be king. You know? Have you ever felt like that? Like you look at someone and go, wow, they're likely to be, you know, the leader. And that's what it was like. David's like, oh, yeah. I'm out just looking after the sheep. And Jesse's going through all his sons and this guy, this guy, and they're all walking out and they're like, you know, uh, like Simon Williams and, you know, really annoyingly handsome and tall and all us short guys just hate him. And, and, and they come out and all the sons. And then Samuel says, uh, uh, Jesse, uh, any more sons? And in a moment of... Um, how do you say, terrible parenting, Jesse says, no. Oh, wait, there is. <laughs> My bad. Servants, go get David. And they're running, David! David! They run miles to get David. David finally turns up. And he's just this little dude, and he's ruddy, and, and he's little. And <laughs> Samuel goes, this is the guy. And that's where it says, God says, I do not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God's selection criteria and development criteria is heart, not appearance. You can look the part. Jesus! You can, you can worship right. But what is God measuring? Heart. God is intently measuring heart. I heard it said a faithful man can be made able, but rarely can an able man be made faithful. God will, God will use people. And you might be here saying, well, I don't have much to give. I don't have a lot in my hand. You know what? 
Talk to David. He had a sling. Talk to Moses. He had a stick. <laughs> Talk to Joshua trying to take over Jericho. He had some musicians. <laughs> Talk, talk to all these people. It's never been about what you have in your hand. It's always been about what do you have in your heart? What's in your heart? That's what God wants to use. That's what God wants to set on fire. That's all God needs. His heart. How is your heart? I want to give you quickly three habits of a good heart. Number one, a good heart feeds on good things. Luke 6 verse 45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What's in your heart? What are you feeding on? What are you constantly dwelling on? Are you dwelling on your past errors? Are you dwelling on your shortfalls? Are you dwelling on what you don't have? Are you dwelling on who you're not? What are you constantly feeding on? What, what is the diet of your mind and heart every day? Because that will actually cause when it's good, good things just start to come forward. I do this thing where I, I listen to who I am every day. Who I am in Christ. So I have... 48 scriptures, it's my voice and I have a backing track and it's really weird and I, I listen to it every morning and I get up and I listen to who I am in Christ and I, I, I got to get it, I got to feed on it because if I don't feed on that, I'll probably feed on all the other voices in my head that are telling me I can't, I can't and I'm not good enough and who are you to think that you could do that and I, I got to change what I'm listening to. Who are you listening to? Because it's interesting, as I'm preaching, you're hearing, but you're not necessarily hearing just my voice. You're hearing your voice interpret my voice. And so I say something and you put it through the filter of your thinking and your thinking is going a thousand times faster than the words I'm saying. And so it's going through a filter that is pre-established in your mind from your daily life that causes you to interpret what I'm saying through that filter. <laughs> so you've got to change your filter to hear correctly. Because you are not what people say. You are not what your past says. You are not what your circumstances say. You are who God says you are. And God says things like this. And I read this of myself every day. I read that I am more than a conqueror through Him who loves me. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I am a partaker of His divine nature. I'm an ambassador for Christ. I'm part of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a purchased people. And I gotta, you got to dwell on the word. So a good heart feeds on good things. A good heart has a strong guard. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. That word guard means garrison. It doesn't mean to be guarded. It means to have a garrison, which is like having soldiers at the door of your heart. Sometimes at, at parties, there's bouncers. And so the bouncer will look through the list and see if you're on the list. You come to the party, you say, this is my name. He looks at the list, he checks. And if you're not on the list, you're not allowed in. We need a list on our heart that says, if you're on this list, you're allowed in. But if you're not, go home. Get lost. 
you don't belong here. If I came to your house with a bag of rubbish, kicked the door down, walked in, just threw rubbish all over your house, would you come to me and go, oh, hi, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, come on in, come on in. Yeah, throw the trash around, you know. Have you been upstairs? <laughs> go up there. No, if I did that, you would get a, a, a weapon of some kind and you would hit me and you would chase me out of there. You would not tolerate it. So why is it when it comes to our heart that we are tolerating things that we need to say no to? We're letting any old rubbish in, letting any old opinion in. We need to have a strong guard. Last point, keys, come join me. Is a good heart has pure motives. A good heart has pure motives. Not trying to say one thing, but then got another thing going on. Pure. Matthew 5 verse 8 says, Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. Purity is not about perfection. It's about a oneness in your soul. It actually means to be without mixture. That word pure. To be one. One agenda. One intention. To be pure. And I pray in 2019, we have pure hearts. Because when your motives are clean and clear, you begin to see. A foggy window is hard to see through. Just like a foggy heart is hard to see God. But when we make that decision to have pure motives, to come to the house of God to encounter Jesus, no other agenda, to help people, to serve, to give, to build. When we come with that attitude, we begin to see clearly the purpose and the plan that God has for us. So right now, wherever you're at, if you could just close your eyes, just take a moment. Listen to me, God loves you. And we're not here because we love God. We are. But we, we got here because God loves us. This is not about what you can do to get to God. This is about what God did to get to you. Jesus is the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. There are, there are a way. There is a truth. There is a life. But do not wake up one day realizing you've been living a way and never discover the way. His name is Jesus. He wants to bring eternal life, but He wants to set you free. He wants to do a new thing. He wants to shift some things in your life. So if you've never prayed a prayer to invite Jesus into your heart, now is your moment. Maybe you came here today, just didn't even expect this to be happening. Welcome. But this is a moment for you right now to invite Jesus into your life. Maybe you've done this before, and right now it's your moment to do it again. You've kind of walked away. Not that God walked away from you, but, but maybe you walked away in your heart from Him, and maybe this is a time to reconnect, to reestablish your relationship with God. Maybe you're here today and you are not sure. 
you have this uncertainty, be certain, be sure. Cross that line. Do not teeter on the edge of that line any longer. Cross over and say yes to God. So right here, right now, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to get you down the front. I just want you to raise your hand. Then I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And then the team are going to look after you. So here we go. Count of three. If that's you, you can feel a battle in your head and your heart right now. Here it is. One, two, three. Who is there today saying, that's me? That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Just a couple more seconds. Maybe having a battle. Give in to Him today. Give in to Jesus today. A couple more seconds. Five more seconds. Maybe you're here and you just want me to stop. But this is so important that you would know Him. So here we go. Five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Amazing. Lord, we thank you, God, for what you're doing. In 2019, we thank you, Lord, for an open heaven. We thank you, God, for your power at work in our lives. We love you, Lord. We worship you. You know, there's somebody here, and I feel like you've been in a lot of strife. Even this morning, there was strife. I believe peace is at the door of your heart and it's not through circumstances. It's not through your situation getting perfect or sorted. It's through Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. So Lord, I thank you for that person right now. Peace upon peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace that goes beyond logic. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.